Recently, someone posted this question in my Facebook group. How do I stop fighting my brain over tempting food? Well, stay right where you are. She's back. Psychologist Dr. Connie Stapleton, who specializes in bariatric surgery, helps you deal with life stuff, is here to answer questions about your relationship with food. Hi, I'm registered dietitian, nutritionist, Dr. Susan Mitchell. You're listening to the Bariatric Surgery Success Podcast, episode number 58. Most of my career, I've worked in some type of media, particularly radio, where I did morning drive nutrition spots for over 18 years and loved every year. That's what led me to start podcasting and ultimately to you. I created Bariatric Surgery Success to provide you with life-changing information, always based on science, along with simple strategies and tools to help you be successful in your transformation and your entire journey. So happy you've connected with me. You're in the right place. I'm glad you're listening. Joining me today via Skype is Atlanta-based psychologist, Dr. Connie Stapleton. Dr. Connie uses her vast experience to share practical skills for improving your post-op relationships with food, other people, but most importantly, your relationship with yourself. Basically, as I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, she teaches you better ways to just deal with life stuff. You can find links to Dr. Connie's website, complete with many resources, as well as her podcast called Berry Aftercare in the show notes. And the show notes are on my website, breakingdownnutrition.com. Just click on the podcast, you'll see the show notes with each episode. Welcome back, Dr. Connie. Thank you, Dr. Susan. I'm thrilled to be here. You know, when you were here, I think, what, three or four weeks ago now, boy, my listeners loved your information, and they have a lot more questions. So we're just going to get right to it. Sounds great. In my opinion, and yours too, probably, today's media messages just feed us this unrealistic expectation of how we should look and what we should eat, which then can become part of an unhealthy relationship with food. At the beginning of the podcast, I mentioned that this question was posted to my Facebook group. How do I stop fighting my brain over tempting food? So Dr. Connie, a lot of people refer to having a relationship with food, but I don't think the concept is well understood. Would you talk about fighting with the brain and then explain what having a relationship with food really means? Absolutely. <laughs> First, it reminds me, my grandson kept telling me recently that his brain kept telling him he wanted this toy. And I reminded him, you can do this with food too. Remind <laughs> your brain, you are not the boss of me. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So your brain can tell you something and you tell your brain, you're not the boss of me. But when it comes to a relationship with food, think about it just like you would a relationship with another human being. Some are healthy for you, some are unhealthy for you, some offer you all kinds of good stuff in your life, and some bring nothing but drama. So for those relationships that aren't healthy and you want to maintain them, marriages go through this, for example, then do the work it takes to improve that relationship. You've got to evaluate that relationship discover, is it healthy for me? What, what parts are healthy for me? And you've got to have a relationship with food because you can't ditch it. So, you know, 
Think about how much you eat in terms of your relationship, when you eat, the kinds of foods you eat. And if it's not a balanced, like the things that Dr. Susan teaches you, it's probably not the healthiest relationship. So you need to do what it takes and get therapy or, you know, find a way to find balance in that relationship as in all other relationships. <coughs> and if your brain keeps fighting you, you might want to consider if you're dealing with a food addiction, which is a different topic, but basically remind your brain, you're not the boss of me. I love that. <laughs> I mean, really, that's a great way to, it's a very positive affirmation, but it, and it's strong and it feels as if it puts the control back with you. Right. Okay, next question. My relationship with food seems to flow with my relationship with my significant other. When he and I are at a good place in our relationship, I seem to be better able to stay away from sweets for the most part. When he and I argue, it seems I have a really hard time not wanting to eat chocolate, candy, or ice cream. What are your thoughts about that? Hmm. Well, there's a great example of relationship matching relationship. So this relationship is is uh you know when it's not good then the person eats emotionally so they're engaging in emotional eating probably because the emotions related to the difficulty in the relationship are unpleasant so recognize that it's part of emotional eating and when we're emotionally eating you need to look at what are these sweets doing for me well they're helping me to feel better well, the relationship with the with the boyfriend or this the partners was struggling so when you find yourself engaging in these eating behaviors let that be an awareness this isn't this isn't the problem the problem is the other relationship so put your efforts there remind yourself that these sweet foods are not going to solve anything with your partner you know, Dr. Connie, I, I, you're spot on. I remember when Dr. Christie and I wrote our first book some years back ago uh, on emotional and stress eating. And we did this quiz to find out how many people do stress eat. And we interviewed a thousand different people. Two wow. out of three people report that they emotionally eat, that they eat when they are sad, angry, mad, whatever it happens to be. And so it makes to me as a nutritionist total sense when someone has had a bad day, they don't get along with their boss or whatever it is, because food is free and it's right. legal and it's <laughs> ubiquitous, it's easy to turn to. Definitely, definitely. Okay, our next one. So here's the question. I do well in terms of following my food plan during the day, but when I come home, I struggle to maintain that healthy daytime relationship with food throughout the evening. Do you have any suggestions? Oh my gosh, this is such a problem for so many people, right? They do well in the daytime and then nighttime comes. And again, I'm gonna take it back to emotional eating. And people might not automatically think, oh yeah, this is emotional eating, but how are you feeling in the evening? Are you bored? Are you lonely? Are you sad? Are you, you know, what is it? So deal with the actual emotion, pay attention to what's really going on with you. Make a list to get that emotional need met. Food will never meet your emotional needs. It will make you feel better temporarily, but if you're lonely, what can you do for loneliness? Reach out to people, journal, you know, do something good for another person. Are you sad? Well, what's, what is your sadness about? A lot of times it's because I'm lonely. If you're bored, make a list. So 
figure out what you're feeling, make a list of healthy options to get the need met, then choose a healthy option and follow through. Another thing, primary, keep those unhealthy foods that you turn to in the evening out of the house. Agreed. That makes them too easy to reach to, right? Absolutely. <laughs> and one last question. I developed an unhealthy relationship with food when I was around 10 years old. I started coming home from school to an empty house. I was scared, lonely, and often bored at home by myself. If I ate, I was distracted from those feelings. I recognize I am an emotional eater, but I struggle to not turn to food anytime I feel even close to how I felt when I was alone after school as a kid. How can I overcome this? And I realize this ties in, Dr. Connie, to the, what, a lot of what you were just saying. Absolutely. You know, it's interesting when we go through difficult times in our lives, we never want to feel even five minutes of that horrible feeling again, right? So we're going to try to do whatever we can to avoid that. So one of the things here is to balance logic and emotion. That emotion of, oh, that loneliness and that sadness and that fear, that belongs to your youth. So remind, having a logical conversation with yourself to remind yourself, I was a child then. I am an adult now. I am not, I am, I am capable now of things I was not capable of then. So balance your logic and your emotions. Those emotions are too big, too heavy. So remind yourself through logic, I am an adult. I am capable of making healthier choices for myself at this time, and I will take care of myself today. In other words, don't resort, don't let the feelings from childhood overwhelm your adult life. I love that. And on, as we wrap up, our adult lives and dealing with bariatric surgery is a big deal for people. I do not take that lightly. And I want you to leave us with one, I guess, what is one of your most popular tips that goes back to this food relationship that you would want to leave us with? I would say, you know, you, you are the most important person in your life and all other relationships revolve around how you determine they're going to be. So utilize healthy boundaries with yourself, just like you would with, with other people say, you know, I'm not going to stick around for you to talk to me that way. So set boundaries like that with food. I'm not going to put myself in a position to have an unhealthy relationship with food. That means get your house cleaned out, get your, don't allow eating in your car, whatever it happens to be for you, just like you would set boundaries with other people. Set boundaries for yourself with food. Oh, such good information, Dr. Connie. Okay, will you come back again in a few weeks and talk more about how not to go back to old habits when life happens? Most definitely. And I appreciate <laughs> what you're doing, Dr. Susan, and for including me and for all of your listeners, keep at it. It gets better. It does. Thank you so much. And remember, whether you've had surgery or not, these questions can apply across the board to so many of us. Take time to think about the thoughts that Dr. Connie shared and how they can apply to your daily life every single day this week. Decide what works best for you. You're worth it. Bariatric Surgery Success with Dietitian Dr. Susan Mitchell is produced and owned by Practicalories, LLC, 
All rights reserved. Remember, the content provided on this podcast is for information purposes only and doesn't create a patient-provider relationship. It's intended to provide reference material and is not designed to provide medical advice. Please consult your healthcare provider regarding any medical issues you have relating to symptoms, conditions, diseases, diagnosis, treatments, and side effects. Podcast guests express their own opinions, experience, and conclusions, which do not necessarily reflect or agree with the host, Dr. Susan Mitchell, or Practicalories, LLC.